Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Episode 94 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, recording this while the fourth quarter of this Bills and Titans game, this Tuesday night football that's going on right now. We started recording because, I mean, barring – actually, it's 28-17 now because – 16. They didn't get the the two-point conversion, so. Okay, 28-16. So it's over. It's pretty much over. There's 10 minutes left. Um, so the uh, Buffalo Bills are going to move to 4-1. and one. I knew they weren't an undefeated team, and the uh, Titans will move to 4-0. Um, so we'll talk more about that in week five as a whole since we had a lot of football going on. But something we wanted to do that we talked about, uh, alluded to last week, we haven't done it in a while. We wanted to try a new drink, real-time review on the podcast. Travis, I stopped by Rhodes on the way home, um, and I, I went super-duper wild card here. I have a new one as well that I'm going to grab. What do you have? I have, it is a hemp tail. A what? A hemp tail. It's made with real hemp. Oh. Is there, any, is there even any alcohol in those things? 8, 8% alcohol by volume. This is a uh, passion fruit express is the flavor. Oh, it's going to be horrible. Real hemp seeds plus natural hemp and passion fruit flavors. Um, I guess the name of the company is Hemp Tails. Trying to see where they're brewed out of. Rochester, New York. Sounds about right. Um, so let's go ahead and crack this bad boy open. Got it from the local Rhodes gas station. See how it goes. Bottoms up. Sounds horrible. Can't imagine it being very good. It's actually pretty good. It smells like a fucking joint. It smells like weed. Anything passion fruit flavor sucks. Uh, like the truly passion fruit might be one of the worst seltzers in the game. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting a lot. I think, I think it's cause I had my expectations. I'm like, I'm going to grab something. So off the wall, it doesn't, it smells like weed, but it doesn't taste like weed. And the passion fruit flavor isn't overpowering. Like, like the truly is. So I'm actually going to give this one a solid 6.8 out of 10. I think it's, I mean, I would definitely drink it again, man. So close 6.9, just not nice enough. I got the new Bud Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Ooh. Got the new flavors in it. It's got grapefruit, cranberry, sh- strawberry, which is a new flavor, but it's got the pineapple. So I'm doing the pineapple one of the Bud Light Seltzer. So I tried I, I'm going to go out. On, I'm going to just let everyone know right now. The pineapple Trulies are one of my favorite flavors. Like I yeah. love. Like anytime I see just a six pack. Or 12 pack of the pineapple trulies, I get them. So this has got to be fucking dang. Super underrated um, of all, like the Bon Vive, Bon Viv, whatever you want to call it, uh, and the Bud Light Seltzer, the cranberry flavor might be my personal favorite. Super underrated. But because uh, I've already had that one of the Bud Light one. 
Um, so pineapple. I can't imagine this one being much different than the truly one. Yeah, I mean, they're, but they're so good. Very similar. Not as much flavor uh, as the truly one because the Bud Light seltzers, they lack flavor a lot, I feel like, than the traditional yeah. seltzer. But it is a uh, one of the better ones in the pack. I've had them all except for this one. And I would say this one ranks just below the cranberry. I'll give it a solid 6.4. Okay, 6.4. Just because so. not a lot of pineapple pop. Well, the pineapple trulies are definitely in the sevens. Probably you know why, right? It's not pineapple season. That's true. You can't get they, that fresh they pineapple. Didn't, they didn't get them fresh brewed pineapples in there. No, not at all. So we wanted to try to do a new drink review. Maybe not every week, but more often than not. Travis with the Bud Light Pineapple Seltzers. Jarrett with the uh, Hemp Tales Passion Fruit Express. I don't even know. I mean, like, I don't even know where you can find this thing at. Did they? I mean, it Hemp Tales, dude. So the second not very many places. The second drink was a little bit more marijuana tasting. The third drink was more. I think the more I get into it, it's gonna start tasting like. But I don't mind that taste, to be honest with you. That's just my opinion. So yeah. So they have passion fruit, citrus. Mm. and hemp d which I'll stay away from that one for sure yeah the the citrus would probably be my go-to yeah this one's not bad man i mean honestly like i don't mind it eight percent too like that's it's pretty heavy <laughs> yeah the hemp d bold hemp aroma and a mellow herbal flavor that sounds fucking horrible yeah hey why don't you just why don't you just eat this <laughs> this incense real quick yeah no shit god that is dude disgusting so um, so if you want to try hemp tails, Jared gave them a higher rating than my Bud Light seltzer. So hey, yeah, shout out hemp tails. You don't have to fucking tag them in our post and see if they even have a social media account. Who knows? They're they have a pretty the legit website. So they do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's looks like a, just any other brewery. Gotta be twenty one to enter the site. Which I don't know why those places put those things up on the site because you just click yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure thing, man. I yeah, got you. I'm, I'm 21. It's not like I'm going to order any. Yeah. Uh, anywho, those are our drink reviews. Recapping week five, the NFL, probably the best week since week one. Yes. A lot of good games, a lot of crazy stuff. Dan Quinn finally got fired. He was one of our uh, guys on the brink of firing him and Adam Gase, which Jared thinks it might be the end of the Matt Ryan era. I know we talked about Trevor Lawrence to Atlanta last week, but I think his deal is too insane to eat the, uh, the cap hit. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about you eating deals literally yeah, the Jets. About 30 minutes before this podcast, the New York jets cut um, Le'Veon Bell, which according to the ESPN update, we all got, I'm sure everyone and their brother got it. It was the highest cap hit for a cut player, I think, ever, right? Or something like that? I don't know. I don't know the details. Yeah, yeah. highest cap hit of any running back. Running back in the league. So they cut him. So I think teams are more willing to do that now. To I mean, the, the, the Falcons are 0-5. They're not going to compete in the, AFC, in the NFC South. You got the Saints sitting at, uh, well, they're 2-3, they're and three, right? The yeah. Saints are. They're two and three. No, no, they're three and two. They 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 won last night. Yeah, they're so everyone's three and two then, except for the except for the Falcons. They're on five. 
Yeah. So they're pretty much out of that division race this year. Um, yeah, I think it's safe to say when you start 0-5, you're probably not going to win the division anymore. Regardless of the fact, Dan Quinn, that was a few weeks in the making there. Uh, coaches that – I guess we're just going to go ahead and since we're talking about coaches, give away our Bill O'Brien of the Week award, which – we both decided that we were going to give it to Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely. I mean, Dan Quinn's easy choice. Dan Quinn's already a two-time award winner, which obviously makes sense because he got fired. I mean, I feel like we're like cursing these dudes. Like Bill O'Brien, the awards named after Bill O'Brien, he he got fired. We gave it to Dan Quinn two weeks in a row. He got fired. And now we've given it to Mike Zimmer. Last week we gave it to – we're so bad at this. I can't remember who we gave it to last week. You really, Jesus, now you're going to make me look it up. Son of a bitch. But anyway, Mike Zimmer just made so many boneheaded decisions. Going for it, like, I literally turned the game off because I bet Seahawks, um, I had a money line in, in a parlay, and I had a minus seven. So I literally turned it off when the Vikings had it in, in the red zone. And then they went for it on fourth and inches instead of kicking a field goal. Why? Why? Get the field goal. The game. The game's over. Game's over. Yeah. Last week we gave it to Bill O'Brien. By the way. Okay. Because he sense. got fired. Yeah. Um. But anyway, Mike Zimmer. Yeah. Not. I mean, you're on the six yard line. Fourth down. You're up by five. There's five minutes left. You kick it. You go up by eight. You're, if your defense lets up a touchdown and a two point conversion all in one, so be it. The Seahawks earned it. You go to OT or even have the chance to to win it with like a minute left, but no, you go for it, you get stuffed. And then obviously Russell Wilson's going to go down and score a touchdown. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's what Russell Wilson does and you're the Minnesota Vikings, but I've, I'm all for going for it on fourth and short uh, at, at any point in the game, but just be aware of the situation and the ramifications and consequences that are going to occur. If you don't get it, like at that point in the game, why not kick it? I mean, yeah, like you said, you go up eight points there. It just makes mathematical sense. Like, I always talk – like, I've talked to Travis a lot this season about math. Like, my bets – my bet math not adding up. And, like, if you're sitting in that situation with however many – I think it's, like, was, like, what, like three or four minutes left on the clock, like not even, maybe even less than that. Okay, let's, let's, kick, let's kick this extra point. Or, I mean, let's, let's, let's kick this field goal, go up by eight points, and then – make them have to drive down field score touchdown and get the two point conversion because Seattle did go for the two point conversion and didn't get it. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's stupidity. It's, it's what it is. It comes down to that. Um, I mean, and you can say the opposite on the other side of things like teams not going for it on fourth down when they should, uh, it didn't end up hurting them, but on Monday night, the saints were down 20 to three. I think at that, at this point, to the chargers and they had fourth and inch like fourth and an inch on their own 40 uh, earlier on in the second and punted instead of going for it. Like in that case, I could see, Hey, we're already down 17 points. You might as well go for it. And they stop us. Then it is what it is. But the, the fact that some coaches just are going for it just for the sake of trying to get more points and being greedy and putting the game away. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, so 
Mike Zimmer, congratulations. You are our third person to win the Bill O'Brien Award, third or fourth. Um, and Big Fangio, know, Dan Quinn, Bill O'Brien, Mike, Mike Zimmer. Yep. So, somebody's won it twice. Yep. And he's no longer um, coach in the league. I mean, Mike Zimmer's he's probably in the hot seat in Minnesota. Yeah, I would say so. You would know a guy who I thought about nominating just for the fact of the leads this man blows. Anthony Lynn. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. He he gets off the hook so easy, and I don't know why. I mean, he had a chance on Monday night to completely put the game away, and I was telling Jared this because I had Justin Herbert in fantasy, and I needed him to go off, and I mean, he scored quite a bit, but he could have scored way more. After they went up, by 17, they limited the play calling. They kind of honed it down, and they ended up losing the game because they played conservative and they played not to lose. And yeah, it, I mean, it kills me. I also think that the Chargers players, like that's just the most unlucky franchise ever. They shoot themselves in the foot. You had the kicker, Badgley, who's been money all year, miss an extra point and a field goal to win the game. I mean. That was a long field goal to win the game, though. 50. At that point, though, still going back to what I said, it should not have come to that. They were fucking scoring all over the Saints defense in the first half, beginning of the first half, and then they just let up. Like They would run it on first down, get one, maybe a yard, and then they'd run it on second down, maybe get a yard, and then, oh, look, we got to throw it on third and nine. And obviously yeah. everyone, everyone knows what's coming. Anthony Lynn is on our radar because the Chargers. I've hated Anthony Lynn for years. The one and four record they have is much better. But in in on the flip side of that, the Monday night game last night, Justin Herbert is the real deal. To, for me, what was the most impressive play that he had was on that first touchdown to Keenan Allen. When he rolled out of the pocket to the right, evaded the sack, and just threw a fucking dart. Now, granted, Keenan Allen is, is going to be Keenan Allen. He's going to get his feet in bounds. But that was a hell of a way to evade the evade the sack, extend the play, and throw an absolute fucking cannon for a touchdown. So Herbert is really showing out, and in my opinion, is playing better than Joe Burrow right now. Oh, easily. I mean, I like just I like Justin Herbert coming out of the draft. I wanted the Dolphins to draft him. He is playing very well. He one is very mobile for his size. He's kind of like a Ryan Tannehill before Ryan Tannehill tore his ACL sixteen times, and he's super accurate which is going to let him go far in the league for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, so we've seen the two rookie quarterbacks go and there goes Derrick Henry into the end zone. Yay. Too, too little, too late. Derrick yeah. Henry. Travis is Derrick Henry in fantasy. I need Derrick Henry to score me 27 points tonight. And the dude got 12 touches through three and a half quarters. So yeah. whatever. Fuck off Mike Vrabel. You can go chop your nuts off and get COVID like yeah. the rest of the damn team. So anyway, um, uh, yeah. So Herbert, you know, obviously he's balling out, but the other rookie in Miami hasn't had to play and probably won't play because I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick can just come out. I mean, and, and, and not to be a Homer, but looking at week five, the most impressive performance all around team performance was definitely the Miami Dolphins in my opinion this week. I mean, in all facets of the game. Yeah, I mean, they broke the record at Levi Stadium for putting up the most points against the 49ers there so far. And only, I know they've only been there for four, uh, 
two to three years now, maybe. 2016, so four years. Yeah, but still, putting up the amount of points they did, um, they, they look damn good. Their defense looks good. The Miami Dolphins, everyone shits on them, and they did come in in season, and they did, I guess, probably up until this week. They're not a bad football team. They've been in every single game. Their worst game, they lost by 10 to the New England Patriots, and that was because nobody knew what Cam Newton was going to do with the New England Patriots. Exactly. That's my exact point. I was talking to my wife today. I'm like, listen, like the one, like if you look at every single game besides the Patriots game, because it was week one, no one knew what they're going to do. And you look at the Bills game, they were beating the Bills in the fourth quarter. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory levels good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. And then they stomped the Jaguars. They stomped the San Francisco 49ers. They had the Seahawks beat if they didn't have to kick five field goals. They just convert one or two touchdowns, they probably beat the Seahawks and they're not undefeated. So Miami is, is really turning the corner. Um, what's another team for you that really, really impressed in week five real quick before we move on to the rest of our discussion? I have another one in mind, but well, I want to see your thoughts. Mine is going to be the Browns. Yes, that was mine too. I think people have been sleeping on the Browns. I mean, obviously, yeah, you've had a reason to the last couple of years. But finally, hey, they've shown that their potential is coming out. Maybe it's because they got an offensive line. Maybe it's because they've improved their defense a little bit. Yep. I was say, they're doing it on both sides of the ball this year. Regardless, I know the Indianapolis Colts have been very hit or miss this season, but, I mean, they showed out. They Their offense has been rolling uh, even without Nick Chubb this past weekend. They, they got the job done. Baker Mayfield, 250 yards and two touchdowns. So props to them. They're looking really good. They have a big test in the Steelers coming up this weekend so we'll see not expecting them to beat them and i'm not going to say they're phonies if they lose to them 
but as long as they can stay in it, I think it'll be a success for them. Yeah. So like Travis said, that was another big surprise for me. Week five in the NFL was really good though. Again, probably the best week since week one. Hopefully we can roll on that for week six. Um, but because of week six, we don't have, because of all the shit's going on in the NFL, we don't have a Thursday night game this week. Um, Travis was putting up a finger. What, what, what were you going to say? Oh, I wanted to talk about Dak Prescott. Yeah, that sucks, man. And because, I mean, theoretically, he was in like that. Because I know we only mentioned three people last week in our MVP race. He was right there in that fourth spot. Yeah. Uh, with all the with all the yards he had. Breaks, snaps his ankle in half. Like, totally horrible. So yeah, how about had, Tony I, Romo on the broadcast being like, man, you just got to hope that's a cramp. Yeah, I mean, his ankle is 90 degrees to his fucking shin, so I don't think it's a cramp there, Tony. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I don't. obviously I don't think he comes back this year. No. Hopefully at the start of next year, if he's lucky and doesn't have a bunch of stuff wrong with him, like Alex Smith, regardless of the fact, I think the Cowboys are done for. Yeah, Cowboys are done for. I mean, it sucks for Dak, especially because – Jerry Jones and that whole entire franchise kind of fucking played him around with his contract, franchise tagged him, wouldn't wouldn't give him an extension. Which leads to the do they re-sign him? Do they tag him? What do you think? Like, well, are you gonna waste a franchise tag on a player that's coming off a season-long injury? Don't know his future. I mean, this could severely mess up his future in the NFL. I mean, it's it, it's huge. It's it's massive for him. I mean it was just, I mean, it just sucked to see, like, immediately, like, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but when I saw it, I'm like, man, that sucks, especially him getting carted off the field and crying and tearing up. Like, that's 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 never good to see. So, thoughts up to Dak. Um, hopefully he has as a speedy of recovery as he can. But, yeah, the Cowboys are dead in the water, which I'll talk about later um, with some of our picks. But um, kind of moving on from that. So, we don't have a Thursday night game this week. The first time in – you know, really, I know at the end of the year they don't have Thursday night games, but so first time in like the first few weeks of the season, we don't have a Thursday night game, and that's because of COVID-19. Originally, the Bills were supposed to play the Chiefs. Um, obviously, the Bills were playing on Tuesday night, so it would be grossly unfair for them to have one day to prepare for the defending Super Bowl champions. So they push it back to Monday. Um, so we, I feel like that we have to address this. We're going into week six. We've already had numerous schedule changes moving around. I mean – at some point it's going to be coming to the point where they can't move shit around because teams have already had their bye week. So what do you do then? I'm like, I, I just should teams be punished for repeated positive tests slash delayed games slash schedule changes. And if so, what does that punishment look like? I mean, I just think that you have to just play the game. I'm tired of, I'm tired of hearing about this shit. I'm, I literally don't even have anything to say because you can't, can't do anything to change season. You're not going to move it to a bubble because you're already six weeks in and it's you, you're already too late to even do that. Schedule it, yada, yada, yada. You just got to keep rolling with the punches. I think, I mean, you can't just keep postponing games if you want 16 games to happen. You have to move everyone out, test them all. Whoever tests positive, okay, get out of here, go home, do whatever. And then whoever tests negative, you take – the spots need to fill. You fill them with practice squad players and you play the damn game. That's about all you can do. I'm t- like, they pushed back the Patriots game uh, yesterday on Monday that was supposed to happen. 
what because because i guess a couple more people tested positive how's that fair to the broncos because they're healthy yeah so that's my point like honestly we can probably look back at tennessee tennessee's been the big de facto of this because because of tennessee the bills and the chiefs can't play on thursday and now because of new england the dolphins were supposed to play new england this weekend now their whole season schedule gets fucked. Our bye week got moved up four weeks from week 11 to week seven, which for the Jets now, which I'm not complaining about, but at some point it's been, it's going to get ridiculous. So everyone's like, you couldn't, you could not have done a bubble in the NFL. Um, Travis knows that's bullshit because I literally figured it out in like what Travis, 25 minutes of a, of a place where they were, where they could do it. I mean, I literally figured it out. You could do LA and San Diego. So the fact that they, they didn't do that or didn't pursue it, when you saw that the NBA and the NHL had zero positive tests and what happened with the MLB, the NFL can't be like the MLB. You can't just have a team not play for 19 days like the Cardinals did and try to make up doubleheaders. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's getting to be ridiculous. And at some point you got to quit pushing back games like Travis said. So, yeah, it's just, I'm over it all. You got, you're just going to have to start replacing people with people that can play. I mean, you, healthy or not or uh, not not or not but healthy people if they're sick you keep them at home i don't care if it's cam newton who gets covid and can't play for two weeks you know that just sucks for the patriots take better care of your players i don't know what to tell you but you're gonna lose for two weeks probably yeah <laughs> i mean, I mean shit. It, it is what it is so punishment or not like i don't i don't know if forfeits are warranted i think if a team is a double offender like if another patriots or another t- titans game is in question of getting postponed and it's their second time getting postponed because they have positive tests, then you have to consider a forfeit or something because it's just, you cannot delay games anymore. So we just have to talk about it. It's a reality in our world right now. We're going to talk about one more big sports thing before um, we roll into DeGeneres Digest. And that is LeBron James. Um, Obviously LeBron James, this one is fourth title on Sunday um, night with the Lakers, his third different title with three different franchises. He won two in Miami, one in Cleveland, one in Los Angeles. Um, and Travis, in your opinion, uh, there, I know there's a lot of back and forth in the internet. I see you defend him on, on the internet. You're not even a big LeBron guy, but does this fourth championship help his legacy? I mean, obviously. Uh, yeah. Like Jared said, he's Jared's a big LeBron guy. I, I always hated LeBron uh, up until I started getting into basketball and realized you know, his greatness. So I'm not, I'm not a huge like LeBron lover. I'll never defend him uh, and say that like, he's the, he's so amazing just because I like the dude. I look at it in terms of how it is and I'll, I'll say exactly how it is. Uh, He is the greatest basketball player I think to ever play. I know a lot of people up until this year said that he's number two right behind Michael Jordan now you have all the Michael Jordan people saying he's number three behind Kobe just because Kobe died. And like, they're just trying to do every, the Michael Jordan fans are trying to do everything they can to make sure that LeBron does not get to that level, which is, I think the silliest thing I've ever heard. I mean, just let it go. I mean, and I've always been the kind of guy, like you can't compare the two because they play two different brands of basketball. And I retweeted a, 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 a little clip from the Pat McAfee show this week. And Pat's not a big basketball guy, but he put it so eloquently. Like, 
they are two different basketball players playing in two different periods of time. Whereas Michael Jordan was a attack first kind of guy looking to attack the basket. Great defender. LeBron's more of a facilitator. Like Pat's like, you should compare LeBron to magic Johnson more than you should compare him to Michael Jordan because magic Johnson was a point guard could dish the pass, could do everything. And people saying that LeBron couldn't go back and play in the nineties. You're telling me a six foot eight, 250 pound guy couldn't fucking play in the nineties. Cause they were too physical. Like, no, on. I think it's the complete opposite. Uh, the level of competition and athleticism in today's game. I don't think Michael Jordan plays 10 years. Yeah. You, know, you look at these guys and they are mammoth of athletes that could go in two, three, four different sports and play uh, and play anything they want because they're so athletic. They're so muscular. Meanwhile, you have Michael Jordan playing way back in the day versus guys who would now be like fucking accountants. Yeah. I mean, those, seriously, those dudes back in the day were scrawny and all they were, were tall. They, they didn't post up anyone. They didn't do anything. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. So overhearing that Michael Jordan played against higher quality uh, players, because that is so totally not true. Like look at the NFL back then. Look at it now. They had to literally make rules in the NFL to where you can't hit people anymore because it was getting so dangerous. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I'm glad you see me on this point because one other thing that I'll bring up before you ask the next question about LeBron before we move into, into Jenner, the Jenner's Digest is people are like, well, LeBron is able to play longer because the game is softer. Like he's 35 years old, still playing at his peak physical level. And people are like, no. Well, actually, if you look back at it, Michael Jordan was a degenerate gambler. He smoked cigars all the time. He drank like a fish. He didn't take care of his body, and that's why he aged so quickly. LeBron's doing the exact opposite. He's taking care of his body. He's constantly training. And people are like, oh, the science has changed. Yeah, it has. But I just think, like, Michael Jordan had it. Like, no doubt about it. He's a great basketball player. Phenomenal. LeBron cares more, in my opinion. And that is the, is, is the big difference for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, up until – I mean, I always thought that he – was the the I mean I you can ask Jared I did not like LeBron when I was in college as soon as I started watching basketball he started winning a little bit more doing everything I'm like okay this guy got to be the best basketball player ever um, and I will I will back that up I will always think that until someone else comes along if he wins one more championship I would say that solidifies it if he wins two more championships I would say that you can't even argue that Michael Jordan is better than him. And everyone's going to say, oh, he's on these stacked teams, blah, 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 blah. I mean, like I said, you put Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, all these people up against milkmen and male servants, obviously they're going to win six championships. Yeah, and, and, and to say that LeBron's on the stacked team, I got some stats for you real quick. Michael Jordan's Bulls were favored in every single NBA Finals they ever played in. LeBron's teams were favored in only 30% of the finals that he ever played in. The only time he was favorites were this year and in 2013 with the Heat and in 2011 with the Heat. That's it. And then people are going to say, oh, he's whatever, three and six in the finals or whatever the fuck he is. I don't know. 
But I mean, it's just like, dude, he's not going to win every single one because a, his teams usually aren't stacked B that even just goes to prove the level of competition and athleticism that there are in today's games. So exactly. So, which is the last question. Never, kind of- it will never get, it will never be done for the LeBron Michael Jordan argument. I mean, people just won't budge. That's just how it is. And I, and I love LeBron for it. Cause he shuts it down. They tried to ask him, which was to me, was his media being ignorant right after he won the finals. He had, he's holding the, the uh, Bill Russell trophy, the MVP trophy in his hand. And they're like, you know, there's this debate going on. He goes, I'm going to let y'all debate that. All I got to say is I want my fucking respect. And like, he, he deserves it. So, and I saw people think before you say anything else, I saw people be like, yeah, if you have to demand or ask for your respect, it's probably because you don't deserve it. And I'm just like, man, it's, I don't even know what to say to that because if you're that ignorant and that's how you think, then you probably don't know basketball very well. Yeah. You're just a, you're, you are hating to hate. You are a hater. Like that, that's exactly what it is. It, it is what it is. So Travis, one more question I'll ask you. LeBron turns 36 in December. Um, I think he's got a few more, a few more great years of basketball left in him. Can he get two more? I know you said if he gets one, he's undoubtedly the goat. Um, you said if he gets two, no question about it. Do you think he can get two and, and tie Jordan um, when he turns 30, 36 in, November, in, in December? I think one would be a good like mark for him. Two is going to be very, very hard. I think he can get one more if they keep the talent around him. To get two, then he's going to have to be on a stack team come that point, I, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, it's really gonna like, and everyone's gonna be like, you know, obviously he had Anthony Davis on his team. If they re-sign AD, I think, I think for sure, um, we'll see. I mean, when AD definitely stepped down, LeBron stepped up, um, but it was fun. Um, another thing is, I hate people calling this a Mickey Mouse bubble ring. Like taking five months off of basketball when you, they were rolling and then coming back and rolling again is just as impressive to me. So are, are we just not going to count the Tampa Bay Lightning ring? Are we not going to count the ML the World Series this year? Yeah. I mean, that's – are you just going to call it – I mean, I said at the beginning when all this was going on that, you know, each ring will be taken with a grain of salt. Yes, it will, but at the same time, you can't just not count it. No. Like, it's played, it's earned. Yes, it is. It looks different, and everything has been – a little bit odd, but at the same time, it is what it is. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.
Absolutely. Absolutely. So glad we're on the same page on that. We just had a chat about everything NFL, Le'Veon Bell, LeBron James, COVID-19 in the NFL. We chatted about all the trending topics. No fantasy talk for you this week. We don't want to do that every single week. We don't want to pound on the ground. So we're going to take a break. Roll into Degenerates Digest, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, Degenerates Digest. And let me tell you what, if you haven't been following your favorite two drunk brothers, then you're stupid. Like, I'm sorry, but you're just losing out. We're giving you free money here. This year alone in football, we are up 26.1 units in five weeks. So if you're betting... I mean, if you're betting 10 bucks, that's 260. If you're betting a hundred bucks, that's $2,600. I mean, shit, we're going to make you rich at this point. Um, it, we're, I mean, we're on fire. If one of us does bad one week, another one picks us up. That's just how it's been. For example, last week I was up 9.9 units. Jarrett was down 1.2. Which still isn't bad. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you take our picks, you're going to win. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some weeks where we lose, but the next week we're gonna we're gonna win you your money back. And I don't so. think collectively we've had we've had a losing week this year. That I am not certain of, but I do not think so. No. Week one up three point eight units. Week two up ten point two units. Week three, yeah, we are down almost ten on week three. But other than that, like, that's it. Like, week three was our bad week. Week four, we were up 13. And then last week in week five, we were up 8.6. So I'm just saying, like, we're not going to, like, so we were in the positive by more than five units every single week besides week three. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, And you're going to have some bad weeks. You're going to have some. It is what it is. But at the same time, up 26 units in five weeks. I mean, shit. Professional Looking at you, Rico Bosco have it have troubles doing that so roll with us and those are honestly some of the games we force like we wouldn't pick some of those if we didn't have to for example our upset of the week not a lot of low-hanging fruit this year but we do it anyway the prime time games we don't always love them but we pick them anyway so this week no thursday night game so we are going to roll into first our five additional picks then do our upset, our lock, and then we got the Sunday night game, and then we're going to do both of the Monday night games for this upcoming week to make up for the Thursday night game. Let's roll into it. I'm going to head off and go first since I'm already in the the swing of things. My first game kind of makes up for Thursday night. It's Friday night at 5 o'clock. I got number, number 17, SMU at Tulane. SMU is six and a half point favorites and I'm rolling them for two units. They kicked ass, not necessarily kicked ass, but they looked good against Memphis. Jared's holding up three. I think he's got three units on it. Yes, sir. Tulane doesn't quite look as good 
Last week, they were up 24-7 versus Houston, then got the doors blown off of them. Houston, it was their first game, new quarterback. They turned the ball over five times and still won by 18 You're saying points. Houston, but I, I, th- I think you mean Tulane. No. They got the Tulane got the doors blown off by oh, Houston. Okay. Yeah. Houston even turned the ball over five times to Tulane zero times in that game. One by 18. Tulane's defense averaging over two, almost 200 yards less per game than SMU's. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. So, got to think this is going to be a blowout. SMU minus six and a half. Uh, the same thing for my first game Friday at five. Um, six and a half point favorites is SMU. Um, they're the real deal. They're four and zero in the driver's seat to win their conference. They're they first of all, their quarterback running back name combo is something out of a fucking movie. I don't name? even know how to pronounce what name combo. Yeah, their quarterback's name is Shane. I think it's Bukelly. Shane Bukelly. He has ten passing touchdowns on the year, and their running back. Ulysses Bentley the fourth has seven rushing touchdowns. So Shane B. Kelly and Ulysses Bentley the fourth have been absolutely explosive. Ulysses Bentley the fourth. That's like something out of the East West Bowl. Right? Yeah. Like fucking uh <laughs> Chardavrius Buckshank or however you fucking say. It. But exactly. That is a combo you cannot bet against. SME minus six and a half all day, three units for me. All right. Let's roll it. Saturday. My next pick. Well, time out, time out, time out. You're going into Saturday. I have another Friday game for you. Okay. What is it? My next Friday game is, so I got two Friday games for you guys. The second one is at eight 30. It's number 14 BYU at Houston. I'm going to do BYU minus five is what I'm rolling with. I um, love me some BYU. Love Zach Wilson. BYU. They scared me this past week. They did scare me. They barely beat UTSA. Yeah. So they got, I got two units on to win 1.82. Um, now, this is a big assumption because Houston's had a lot of games canceled this year because of COVID related issues. So if it does happen where this does get canceled, I have a backup in the reserves that I'll make Travis tweet out. Um, but Travis, you convinced me on this pick. I was rolling through the college slate. Didn't love a lot of the NFL stuff this weekend. So I have a lot of college picks for you guys. Um, and Travis has told us time and time again that Zach Wilson is the real deal. Um, they are 4-0 on buying to the hype. Houston's only played one game this year. It's against Tulane, like Travis said. So they really don't have a lot of rhythm going for them, um, which is why I'm going to roll BYU minus five on Friday night at, at, at two units. All right. It makes me nervous. I, I mean, BYU is a damn good team, but I hope they come out with a little more firepower than they did. Maybe they just played down to their opponent last week. Who knows? But there's Jared's second pick. My second pick is Saturday at 11 a.m. It is going to be number eight, Cincinnati at Tulsa. Cincinnati's only three-point favorites, and I am hitting Cincy with two units at minus three. This line to Cincinnati is a straight-up disrespect, ranked number eight, honestly. Thank you. They both have good defenses, but when you think who has a better team, like are you going to roll with Cincinnati or are you going to roll with Tulsa? Tulsa just upset UCF. Think they can do the same to Cincinnati? Not a fucking chance. Uh, Cincinnati held Army, who has one of the better running attacks around, to just 10 points. Cincy minus three. It's a lock. I think it's going to move to like four, four and a half by the weekend. 
So just get it in while you can. Okay. So you just said it's a lock. I'm going to just jump to it. That's my lock of the week. Damn, there it is. That's my lock of the week. Cincy minus three is my lock of the week. Four units on that badass boy. Um, I'll probably throw $100 on this game. I'm not even kidding you. I'm probably going to lock it up for the podcast tonight. Um, that is how confident I am in this. I have no idea. Like you said, it is so disrespectful to have the number eight team in the country only favored by three points to a one-on-one Tulsa team. I get it. They're coming off a big win against number 11 UCF on the road. But I've always been a big skeptic of UCF. I've always thought they were frauds, and I will continue to think they were frauds until they do something with their overhypeness every single year. Um, I also think Cincy has the much superior defense. They're allowing nearly 60 yards per game less than Tulsa. I think that's going to be the big difference. I think the defense is going to step up and, and win this game. So give me my lock of the week, Cincinnati, minus three against Tulsa, four units in that bitch. All right. Jared early with his lock. So since he did that one, I'm going to roll into my third pick, make us some even keel here. Another Saturday college game at seven o'clock. Big game you're going to want to watch. Number three, Georgia at number two, Alabama. Rolling with Alabama, minus six and a half. I am doing two units on that game as well. I've just been sticking with two units on each of my additional picks most of the time. Not even Alabama's bad defense is going to be able to make Georgia's offense look good because Georgia's offense is bad. And I mean that. They've stuck around in some close games. They kind of, like I said, played down. They played down to their opponent's level this year, which has been bad because they're not going to be able to do that to Alabama. I don't think that they're going to be able to play up to the caliber of Mac Jones and the way that Alabama is playing right now. Because you know damn well Nick Saban chewed their asses out after they let up 48 points to Ole Miss. Don't think they're going to do that again. Taking Alabama minus six and a half at home. Don't think it's a question. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. It's going to be a big game. Um, Travis was talking to Dad about that earlier tonight because he's been watching a lot of college football. He's asking about the big games. I said, hey, Georgia and Alabama play on Saturday night. That's a big one. Um, Love that. We'll probably tail it. Don't have it on my picks. I do have one more college game for you guys before we round out the rest of our five picks. I have two more uh, NFL ones. Mine's also Saturday at 7 o'clock. It is not the Georgia-Bama game, so probably no one's going to be watching this. It's Boston College at number 23, Virginia Tech. Um, And the spread is 11.5. And and I'm rolling with the Boston College Eagles at plus 11.5. Two units on that one. Boston College has been very surprising this year. Look at them. They're three and one. Their only loss is, is to UNC. UNC is top. rolling. And they're good. They lost UNC by four points. That's it. That's their only loss this year. Now tell um, me about they, Virginia Tech. Yeah. They beat so hold on. Saturday, uh, Boston College beat a very good pit team in OT last weekend. They trounced Duke on the road in the opening weekend with their dogs by 20 points. But on the other side of the ball, Vatech, they lost to UNC by eleven only beat Duke by a touchdown and gave up 38 points to them or 31 points to them. And they're also allowing 486 yards per game on defense. Big time. Yikes. I think BC keeps this one close, maybe even wins. I'll probably dab a little bit money line there, um, but they definitely keep it within 10. Um, there's no way they're losing them more than that. So BC plus 11 and a half against Virginia tech on Saturday. All right. You convinced me. We both got two more picks left. They're both uh, NFL picks. My first one was going to be my upset of the week, but I chose to go a different route. 
my upset of the week later on is actually a college pick. So tipping you off there. My first, my fourth pick sat is uh Sunday at noon it is Washington Washington's at the giants. I'm taking Washington plus three. Yeah. Nobody cares, Nobody cares about this game. Uh, I will say Alex Smith looked fucking horrible in his first game back from about 17,000 surgeries as expected though. But it's like, yeah. Uh, don't, don't you think they were playing it safe? Yeah. But I mean, I mean, he was nine of 17 for like 30 yards. He had a 3.3 QBR, which might break the record for the worst QBR in history. But with, um, with, with a full week of prep, knowing he's a starting quarterback, don't, don't you think it'd be better? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he's, even if he's not, even if Kyle Allen is in, I think that they cover the spread. Uh, the Washington defensive front, that's why, I think is going to terrorize the Giants' offensive line. Uh, Giants had a, couldn't even beat Andy Dalton and the Cowboys in a quarter and a half. So, come on. Washington, plus three on the road. It's a big risk, but I like it. I'm only doing one unit on it, though. I'm also doing it, but I'm, I'm doing one and a half. I have two one and a half unit games this weekend, so they equal up to three. Um, like, like I was asking Travis, I think a full week of having Alex Smith uh, preparing to be the starting quarterback – I think he will be um, will be good for Washington. Veteran leadership at quarterback is so underrated in this league. I mean, Travis, we already talked about it in this podcast. Look at Fitzpatrick in Miami. Like, he's not an MVP. That team is playing well right now. Um, and I think this team could benefit greatly from that. And then you look on the other side of the ball, you know, people are going to be baited into the Giants because they almost beat the Cowboys, who have a horrendous defense. And they're missing Dak for almost the last, what was it, quarter, quarter and a half of that game? Like, I, don't, I can't remember when, when that injury happened. But Washington plus three is the play here, one and a half units for me. All right. We both like it. So that means you got to hit it. If it's two and a half, you better buy that. By the point. Uh, I mean, we've been very, very on our game of telling you guys to make sure you get it of where you feel comfortable. We release the line at what it is. If it changes and it's a little bit different, it doesn't hit because of that. Hey, don't come crying to us because we tell you where it's at and where you need to buy it at. Um, our last game for the additional picks, mine's Sunday at 3.05 Central Time. And this is a game that I can see really changing. So depending on how much the line changes between now and Sunday, I might just change it for the sake of you guys. Um but I'm going to go ahead and say it. It is the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. And I am taking the Miami Dolphins minus eight. I don't like it at nine. I don't like it at 10. So you better get it at eight while it's there. The Jets suck ass. They've lost every single game by more than eight points. Just released Le'Veon Bell. The Dolphins, on the other hand, like we said, being competitive in every game, smacked the Jaguars and the 49ers, two bad teams. I think they smacked the Jets. It's at home in Hard Rock. I don't think it should be a problem. No, I don't think so either. Um, also, I was looking at the stats today. In terms of yards allowed per game, the Dolphins have a top seven defense. So um, you think the Jets are going to be able to gain yardage. And, and I sent Travis a tweet earlier today when Byron Jones and Xavier Howard are, are on the field. Travis, what was that stat? It was something dumb, like – when they're targeted, like they're just you're, – you're, you're not getting past those guys. Yeah, I think it's like a – I don't know if it's – I'm thinking of this off the top of my head, but it's like 30-something percent completion percentage. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah. We target them maybe. I don't know. It was a crazy. So I, I like that pick, but you have to get it. I don't feel comfortable with that at nine. I do. I, I like eight. Cause I think they went by, I, I would maybe do nine, but as soon as it hits 10, yep. I'm off the board. Yep. I agree. I agree as well. Uh, my uh, last additional pick for rolling the upsets, the locks, everything else. I'm going to do lines, the Jaguars, not touching the spread. I'm going to do the under 54 and a half. Um, two units on this one. The Jags are heading in the wrong direction quickly. They scored 14 or less points in their last two out of three of their three games. Um, and Detroit is leaving their very, very cozy dome in Detroit to go to the 85-degree heat in Jacksonville. That's never a good sign for a team from the north driving to south when it's fall time. Um, I think that's going to play into fatigue a lot. Um, I expect a snoozer in this one. I really do. Um, I just don't see it happening. 54 and a half is a lot of points um, between these two bad teams. So I'm going to go to under there. Yeah. That seems like a wildly high amount of points for that game. Really strange. So we're going to go ahead and do our upset of the week. Jared already said his, right? No, I said my lock. lock. You said your lock. So your upset of the week, like I said, mine is a college pick Saturday at two 30 UCF at Memphis. Memphis is plus 145 at home. And that's who I'm taking. Okay. Uh, Memphis is like RBU. They love developing young running backs. You got Daryl Henderson, Antonio Gibson, all these guys uh, in the NFL. I believe Antonio Gibson came from Memphis anyway. It's kind of said it off the top of my head, but I believe he is. Um, and UCF lets up 212 rushing yards per game. 212. And then you're like, wow, that's a lot. Does Memphis even run the ball? Yeah, they do. They average. 213 yards rushing per game so between that and brady white i don't think memphis is losing back-to-back games especially with this one being at home they're going to control the ball on the ground through the air memphis is going to win this game no doubt about it we already said ucf is phonies they just lost to tulsa yep and travis was right i like that pick um atona gibson did come from memphis by the way um so good uh Fact for you there. I like that pick a lot. I think Memphis is a solid team. They're only lost this year. Um, like you yeah, said, SMU, who they barely lost to. Yeah, is SMU, who, who's a solid team. Um, my upset of the week, Travis was talking to them about a little bit about them earlier. I don't love it. I've, I haven't loved my upsets at all this year. I've been bad on them. Yeah, I'm we both have. The Our upsets of the week this year are combined negative 8.5 units, which we don't like it, but the upside of them is kind of hard to 
Yeah, you're chasing you're chasing money line dogs. I mean, what do you expect? So, mine's gonna be the Browns at the Steelers. I'm taking the Browns money line at plus one sixty five. Travis said earlier he doesn't think they'll win. I think they'll be competitive. The Browns are in the corner. I'm only doing one unit on it. One unit to one one point six five. Not super confident in it. Um, another another week, another slate of upsets that are just meh to me. Um, I would consider taking Washington maybe at money line at plus one one twenty five. Adam spread, so I didn't go that here. Um, their defense is finally starting to play well. Baker, I think, has accepted the fact that he doesn't have to do everything. He knows he can facilitate the ball to other people. And I know you don't like this, Travis, but Kareem Hunt with Ch- without Chubb, with Chubb not playing, is running like a fucking man possessed. Like he is like balling out. So honestly, though, he really didn't do amazing on Sunday. It's only because they gave him the ball a lot. Like yeah. Nick Chubb. I think would do almost twice as much as cream hunt. If he was given the ball as much, like if, if hunt was hurt, Nick Chubb will be getting 125, 130 yards a game. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. My thing is like, I think Baker's getting more people involved, not forcing one guy, OBJ Jarvis. Um, like everyone's getting involved in the offense. Chubb. I mean, not Chubb, but um, you, you, you get where I'm going with that. This is a big AFC North battle too. Travis, you weren't high on Pittsburgh. They're four and zero, man. So, is this the week they finally get knocked off? I think I think it could be. So I know going it's going to be the true testament to the Browns' offensive line this week is what it's going to be. So, I'm like I said, I don't see them winning it. I do see it being a competitive game that comes down to the wire. This is not going to be an easy money line pick taking the Browns. It's going to be a dogfight, literally. Yeah. Dog fight. Dog pound. So lock of the week. You guys already know mine in Cincinnati um, college. Since it's not, not the, not the fucking Bengals, the Cincinnati Bearcats minus three at Tulsa. Travis, what's your, what's your lock of the week? My lock of the week is going to be Sunday, three twenty-five. Packers at bucks Packers minus two and a half dropping three bomb on it. They're coming fresh off a of bye, and they need it. They were banged up. The Packers were, they're going to be nice and rested. Devontae Adams should be coming back. Um, they, they're they undefeated. Meanwhile, it's in Tampa, Bucks, though. Does that, I just want to interject real quick. It is in is Tampa. Which, no, it does not because Tampa, I mean, they, they haven't really been relevant. I feel like Tampa's not a hard place to play in the list of tough NFL stadiums. To add to it, the Bucks, they're banged up. They're coming off of a brutal primetime loss to the Bears, which was gross. Um, and I don't care that it's in Tampa. Like we already said, Aaron Rodgers has shown that he can do whatever he wants to opposing defenses this year. And I don't think Tampa Bay's defense is that great. So minus two and a half. I mean, it's, that's pretty much a win. Yeah. I saw that looked at it a lot. Did not put it on my slate, but I definitely will tell you on that because well, I will tell you, I'll tell, I will tell you on that. Jesus Christ. That hemp beer hit me like a motherfucker. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers is starting to grow on me more and more every single week. Yeah. Well, he's not going to grow on me if he loses. So his ass better win. That's true. So, um, <laughs> that's Travis's lock. Like I said, we got three technical primetime games this week. One Sunday. By the way, let me interject here. Our locks of the week, 12.9 units through five weeks. I mean, that is just money, Sonny. Yeah. So I think both of them have hit. In weeks one, two, and five, 
the only time both of our locks have lost was when week three, when we were down a lot of units. So, which is going to happen, but you got to, it's gambling's a long term game. It's never a short term. It's like, trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process. Unlike Philly, which they don't do because they're getting ready to fuck. They hired, who they hire? They hired Doc Rivers. Rivers. Jesus. Anyway, three primetime three prime time games this week. Um, Sunday night, let's roll into it. You got the Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. So easy. The Rams are minus three and a half. The over-under is 50 and a half. I'll go ahead and roll into it first. I'm going to do the over, 50 and a half. I'm going to do two uh, – sorry, I'm going to do a unit and a half on the – so one and a half units on the over 50 and a half. Um, the Niners are in bad shape in their division. They're sitting at two and three, last place, got stomped by the – got stomped um, by the Dolphins last week. Uh, and I'm not sure of Jimmy G's status, but regardless of his status, whether or not he plays or not, I like this over. The Rams have been scoring 27.2 points per game, have scored 30 in three out of their five games this year. I think San Francisco will need to put up points, um, and I think they can, but I don't think they'll win. Um, but I think they will put up points need to, you know, kind of keep things up. So I'm going to go one and a half units of the over 50 and a half for me. Okay. Don't mind that one, but I am going Rams minus three and a half. So obvious. I'm this is as much as my lock, uh, but we do our primetime game. So that's how it is. Three units. The Rams are one blown pass interference call away against the bills from being a five and O team. Yep. Fucking color me shocked. Cause I did not see that coming. Meanwhile, the 49ers are looking horrible. They've only beat the Jets and the Giants. Yikes. They're not good. They benched their guy in Jimmy G last week for CJ Beathard. Can't seem to figure things out based on the recent performance only. Uh, there's no way you can not bet on the Rams here. Didn't, didn't bode well with us when we hammered the Ravens versus the Chiefs, but this is a little bit different because the Rams look really good and the 49ers look really bad. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, that, that was going to be my second pick. I leaned the over here just because I had a lot of spreads in this week, so I wanted to do another over-under. So maybe do a little bit of both. Maybe tease it and make Rams plus four and the over-under plus 50 or over 50, 44. So who knows? Monday night, or sorry, not Monday night, Monday afternoon. It's actually a four o'clock central kick, which is crazy to me. Um, right now, when I looked it up earlier, it's it's probably going to change a shitload. But I don't I don't think so. I don't think one loss from the Bills is going to change this because you got to think Chiefs just lost the damn Raiders. Okay, good call. So right now the spread is Chiefs minus three at the Bills. The over under is fifty five. I think this one's an easy one too. It wasn't easy until tonight, and now I just saw what Ryan Tannehill was able to do to the Bills defense. Um, and I'm hand, I'm going Chiefs minus three, two units. Yeah, I'm the same thing. I mean, and I'm not, it's not a knee-jerk reaction because I do still believe that the Bills are a good football team. But when you let Ryan Tannehill just, you know, have his way with you because Derrick Henry tonight only had about 15 carries, uh, which I feel like is all they're going to need Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to do. Uh, Patrick Mahomes going to step up. They're coming off a loss. I mean, no chance in hell the Chiefs lose two games in a row 
especially to the Buffalo Bills. Not to say they're a bad team again, but there's no way they lose two in a row. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 Travis, how many weeks in a row did I say the Bills were not an undefeated football team? Yeah, I well, like- you said, like to, to be fair, because I said this before we started recording, you said the Bears weren't that good of football, or the Bills weren't that good of a football team. You also said the Titans weren't real. I said the Bears, and the Bears are four and one. So, anyway, <laughs> but I think the Bills will start to like start to keel off. Like they'll probably be four and two after next week. Probably it doesn't more. help. They were out. They were out with Tredavious White tonight. They can't. Which is their? Which is probably top three corner in the league. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. Michael I know. Hardman. I'm. I'm not saying that's going to change it, but tonight that might be why. It oh, tonight, but well, I think the Chiefs. I. I. I wish I would have pulled the stats, but I know them coming off a loss is pretty fucking solid with with in the last couple of years. Anyway. So we both got Chiefs minus three, two units. Monday night, This I feel like this is a really easy one, too. You got the Cardinals minus three at the Cowboys. Over-under is 54 and a half. Um, I'm sure you're leaning Cardinals, right? Yeah. I mean, I've done it every week. Every single week, I've laid the Cardinals. Uh, they've covered in, I think, three of the five weeks. So got to do it again here especially against the lowly Cowboys. I'm sorry. Andy Dalton, like I said, he had a tough time putting the Giants away last week. Zero faith that they're going to be able to put up enough points to stand a chance with how terrible their defense is against Kyler Murray. Yeah, so I'm also doing Cardinals minus three. I'm actually doing three units on this game. Um, Dallas is 0-5 against the spread this year. They're without Dak. Dalton made some good throws in the last in the end of the game especially that one to Michael Gallup on the sideline, which eventually led to the game-winning Greg Zerline field goal. But I don't think they have what it takes to beat Arizona or even cover the three-point spread. Um, Dallas' defense is one of the worst in the league, allowing 404 yards per game and 36 points per game. And I think they're going to have a very tough time with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean – Kyler Murray, like, he's not been bad. He's been solid this year in general, but he's still needing, like, this game where he separates himself as a very good quarterback. I think this is the week that he can do it against this very vulnerable Cowboys defense. I think so, too. So that is our picks. Love this week. A lot of weeks we love usually don't end up our way but I feel like this could be a week where it's like back-to-back big cash-ins. So I, I mean, I'm probably going to have, we'll talk, we'll talk about actual money after this recording is Travis, but I, I'm going to have a lot of money this weekend on this. Yeah. I mean, we, I'm very confident in my picks. Sounds like Jared's very confident in his. We already talked about the stats. If you're not telling us that's your own fault, but doesn't Again, matter. We one do this one thing we do want to say, is if you want to get involved with gambling and don't know how or where, first of all, Bovada is probably your 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 best bet, Bovada or, or my bookie. To just to get involved, throw five ten dollars in a, a game on there. Um, that's how we started. So if it's something you guys like, have dipped your toe in and never really dived into fully. Um, and Travis and I started doing that probably like four or five years ago, and now. Here we are doing this shit. It's just a way to make games more fun to watch. Yes, it is very frustrating. Yes, you will get mad, but it makes your Saturday games and the Sunday games that you don't really necessarily care about a lot more fun. It has 
ultimately taking the place of fantasy football for both me and Jarrett. Um, so if you're tired of, you know, rooting for a single player, why not root for a team to cover the spread? Because you know what? Good teams win, great teams cover. And we'll leave you with that note. Like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 